Welcome to the life of a social media manager, a show powered by Social Insider. I am Adina, founder of Social Insider. I gather top social media experts to discover how to build a successful career as a social media manager with all the struggles of running online communities. Let's discover the good, the bad and the ugly from the life of a social media manager. What steps should you follow when creating a social media strategy? Where can you find inspiration for strategies and content pillars? In a recent conversation with Corey Jones, Head of Social Media for Strategic, we discussed her approach to measuring success on social media and the key metrics she keeps a close eye on. Tune in to gain insights on developing effective social media strategies and measuring their success. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much for being a guest in the Life of a Social Media Manager podcast. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Before to jump in and discuss the challenges that you have in this uh, job role, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, sure. So my name is Corey. I'm the head of social media at Strategic. We are a strategic partner and digital marketing agency for ambitious brands. Prior to this role, I actually ran a specialist social media agency Called Untapped. I ran that for six years and we merged with Strategic last December. So I'm five months into having gone from running a specialist social media agency of five people into a large agency of 55 people now. Wow. Uh, I think it's a great, a huge milestone that you achieved moving from something that you built to uh, something bigger in terms of. Uh, people, budgets, clients. I think it's uh, it's interesting. Thank you. Uh, can you describe your job role as a head of social for strategic? Sure. So my day-to-day involves a, a couple of different things. And I think it tends to be a bit of a cliche when people say no two days are the same. But working in social media, anyone listening will know that that can be the case. So my key responsibilities as head of social media are focused on client delivery and ensuring that my team is delivering the strategies and the content that our clients need to see for results. I also uh, help out on sales and new business. So onboarding new clients and, and pitching for new business that could come into the agency And then I'll spend a portion of my time looking at R&D or research and development, which is really key for us as an agency, because particularly in social, when things are changing day to day and there's always new updates and new trends to be looking at, we need to be really aware of those and being at the forefront of that so we can take all those learnings and feed that back to our clients. Okay. Um, you said that uh, you are involved in in making sure that your team uh, implement the strategy that you um, agreed with your clients. Can you describe the steps you follow for creating a strategy on social? Yeah, sure. So we have a framework that we use for creating those strategies. So I, I can chat through that. The, the first part of the framework is goals and objectives where we're looking at what the overall business objectives are for that client. Do they have a revenue goal they want to hit this year? Is it that they are struggling to retain customers and maybe there's some customer retention work that needs to be done? 
whatever that business goal is, we really want to get under the skin of that so that we're not just doing social media for the sake of it, but actually whatever the social media goals are can be matched back to that original strategy. Um, so we'll look within that at audience personas and um, customers that, that they've currently got and, and potentially do some demographic work and some interviews there. The second part of the strategy for social that we'll look at is channels. So are they on the right channels currently? Are there any other channels we could be taking advantage of? Um, what's working? What's not working? Third part of the strategy, one of the big pieces here is content. What are the content pillars we'll be posting about? How does that map back to what the customers are going to enjoy seeing? Um, how will we analyze what content isn't working? What content we're going to refine and, and do more of? Then uh, we look at community management as well as the next part of that. So there we're looking at growth and is there any influencer work that needs to support this? Is there any paid advertising we need to do to support the organic social? And how can we be communicating with the customers on social so it's not just us pushing content out at them one way, but actually there's that two-way conversation piece happening. And then we finish that off, the last part of the framework is looking at metrics and KPIs and the measurement that we'll be doing and how frequently to know that we've hit the goals to take it right back to the start of the strategy there. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us some metrics that you are looking at? So it depends on the client, I would say, the metrics that, that we're looking at and, and what that business goal is. But some example of metrics and the way that we'd break those down would be that you could break that into vanity metrics, I'd call them. So those tend to be the on-channel metrics, things like how many likes did the post get? How many followers do you have? How many subscribers? How many saves on your content? They are really important metrics because they tell you how popular your content is and ultimately how much it's resonating with your audience. But you couldn't look at the number of likes a post got and know how much money that's brought into the bank for your business, hence the name vanity metrics. So on the flip side of that, you can look at actionable metrics and actual metrics are going to be things like how much traffic did that social post generate through to the website and what can you tell from a platform like Google Analytics, for example, about how much time that traffic spent on your website and how many pages they clicked on. Did they convert? Did they click to get in touch? Did they click to buy something? And then ultimately how much revenue came through from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. How do you measure success for these clients? I would measure success as whether we are meeting that primary goal that they had for social so we call that the north star metric for our clients at strategic every client is given a metric map where that north star metric might be revenue maybe they've got a revenue goal that they want to hit from 2022 to 2023 we break down from that all of the activity and metrics that need to happen in order to hit that revenue goal so it's all very well saying let's get three million more in revenue this year We then split that up across all the service lines that we look at from social to SEO to customer experience to know the kind of sub metrics within our groups, if you like, that we need to be hitting to support that. Um, and that will depend on, on the client and their ultimate overall goal. Can you, uh, so you said that sales are some a North start metric for you, for some clients. And I know that, Uh, getting sales from social, it's quite challenging for 
everyone who is in who is working in social because most of the time people don't want to engage see ads and i don't know there are some industries that get great results here but there are some industries that um are focusing on other metrics for example engagement um traffic uh, it's it, uh, it's a good metric here uh, brand awareness um, how do you deal with these situations when i don't know um you don't get sales uh from social media how do you change the customer mind and deliver and uh, communicate with uh, with that specific customers and try to educate that social media doesn't mean uh, only sales it's a great question and i think there's two parts to this so one you mentioned about communicating to clients that social media doesn't just mean sales that to me is an education piece that starts when we're onboarding a client and we're figuring out where social media fits in their wider marketing activities so it can be a a tricky place to be in sometimes if you're just doing social media for a client and that was one of my big motivations for merging with strategic is that we can now do organic social media for a client but we can also support them with an email marketing campaign or a paid media campaign because sometimes organic social can't do it all the same way that you wouldn't expect other marketing services to to do it all so that's about bringing the client along on that journey and explaining to them which marketing activity fits best where. And then the second part of this question, I think, is on encouraging more sales through from customers on social media. And actually, I think sometimes this is kind of counterintuitive for brands because the accounts that we see doing the best in terms of sales are actually the accounts that are trying to sell the least. If you think about why a customer, a consumer logs onto social media every day, it is not to be sold to. No one clicks on Instagram and thinks, do you know what? I can't wait to scroll from post to post being sold to. You log on because you want to see something funny or you want to speak to a friend or you want to feel a like-mindedness to people that have similar interests to you. It's normally when you're bored and you're trying to fill your day with something a bit lighthearted and entertaining or something with new information. So the best things that brands can do is be so aware and so audience first in their thinking of why is someone here to consume content from me right now? And how can, instead of me thinking about how I can sell to them, how can I actually make their day better? Because if you can solve a problem for someone through content, or you can tell them something they didn't know before, or you can just make them smile and make them have that good feeling about your brand, they're so much more likely to come back as a customer than if they're seeing really boring sales posts all the time. So that's where in the strategies that we work on with clients in that content piece, that third step of the framework, where we're really looking at all the content pillars you've got and how you can be subtly selling through each one without it feeling like a really overly salesy post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a good point that not focusing only on sales and try to um, add another flavor into posting and then, okay, if they engage with your brand, they, maybe they follow your brand and later they can uh, try a product or uh, buy uh, something from from you. What's the most challenging thing you have to do for your job? 
I'd say the most challenging thing as as a head of any department, I think, is the time that you've got in the day sometimes to work on everything. Um, but that's where having a great team comes into it to help. I think if I think of when I first started in the social media industry 10 years ago compared to now, one of the things that I feel like is getting better but is still a challenge is proving the importance of organic social to clients and to brands generally. I think a lot of brands still see it as because anyone can start a social page and anyone can post social media, it's a lower barrier to entry for brands to get involved with than, for example, them learning you know GA4 on Google Analytics or um, something that feels like a bit more complex like coding for development people feel like anyone can do social media to an extent but it's just not true and to do social media well you have to be an expert in it and you have to work and wear so many different hats in so many different areas a good social media manager is a good strategist they're a good copywriter they're a good designer they're a good videographer they're a good data analyst they're a good trend spotter. They work across so many different areas. So something that makes my job difficult sometimes is that lack of understanding for how much goes into organic social, because it might seem like a small tweet, but actually that tweet that you've put out could have taken someone ages to hone and craft and have several people working on it. So uh, yeah, that's the the first thing that comes to mind when I think of what would, would make the job easier. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, most of the time, uh, people and clients want to get immediate results. So that's why it's difficult for them to understand that it takes time, which socially takes time to get some results in terms of followers, in terms of engagement. Every platform needs, I don't know, six, up to six or maybe a year of constantly posting and being active on that platform to understand and get some, uh, some results. Yeah, and I really love your point there on consistency because that is a big mistake that a lot of people make on social is thinking that you can post a couple of times and that will go viral or transform the world. But when you look at the brands who are doing the best on social right now, you can scroll back for years and years through their feed and they have been consistently posting, consistently testing and learning, consistently using new features for years and that's what's got them the success that you see in their latest posts it's actually all the posts that they've put in that failed and didn't do so well that have now led them to the posts that are doing so brilliantly yeah yeah um what's a failure for this job role to me the biggest failure in any social media job role would be having a mindset where you say we haven't done it like that before so we're not going to try it I think you need to be so flexible and so adaptable working in social to know that there could be any new channel or platform or feature or algorithm change or way of doing things that crops up tomorrow and you need to throw yourself into learning more about it and testing it out and being willing to learn and fail but it the biggest failure is just not trying with that and staying the same as you have been doing for years and years because it will become obsolete so quickly in this industry yeah yeah what would make your job uh, easier oh good question my 
job probably on a day-to-day basis would be made easier by um, things like having fewer channels to look at, having uh, all features on channels working. You know, we um, have frustrations if like a channel goes down or um, little things with scheduling tools, like not being able to schedule a certain type of post, still having to do that manually. So there's there's bits there that would make it easier. Um, but I mean, I think overall, really, I love working in this area and have loved it for years and years. So um, if there was something that was like a big, big thing that I had found too hard, then I'd probably have stopped working in social media years and years ago. Yeah, and I think that it's hard to find a solution that resolve all, all, all the issues when it comes to, I don't know, scheduling, when it comes to uh, social media updates, algorithm changes. I don't know. It's difficult to um, to keep track with this. And yeah, all, all the tools and platforms have their own limitations. And at some point, <laughs> it's uh, it becomes uh, difficult. How do you find inspiration for your clients? How do you find inspiration for getting a strategy uh, for them and giving um, and getting ideas for the content pillars? I love that question as well. Um, there's a ton of different places that I'd look for inspiration for clients. I think firstly, going back to that strategy piece and getting inspiration from their customers and seeing what kind of things their customers are posting, what kind of things they're wanting to see. Um, I've been doing some interviews this week, actually, for one of our clients that we're writing a social media strategy for. And as part of that, we've interviewed some of the customers, current or potential customers that they would want to have following their pages on social media. And I would highly, highly recommend that anyone looking to refine their social strategy does that and actually speaks to the people who will be seeing the social posts because that's brought so many gems with it of things that I don't think we would have thought about otherwise. So speaking to the target consumer, um, but also looking at social media itself and seeing not even necessarily what direct competitors are doing, because sometimes I think that can make the space your clients in get a bit saturated, but actually looking at what's happening generally on social in other areas and other industries that could be brought across as really cool ideas and inspiration for for that client and then last I'd say there's some really really great people posting in the social media industry with uh, inspiration or tips and tricks people like Matt Navarro on Twitter is always the first to know when a social channel is testing something new and you can get a couple of weeks heads up of what's coming Pretty Little Marketer and Sophie Miller who runs that I get so much inspiration from her Instagram posts of really cool campaign ideas and the analysis and the breakdown that she has of those campaigns. So scrolling through social media itself and listening to some of those people is always my first port of call really for if I was feeling like I needed some inspiration for a client account. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think another point here is sometimes uh, looking at competitive competitors and getting a ideas from what's working when what's not from their past experience from with their posting that things that they did in the past and maybe i don't know if you have a new client you can inspire for uh from from looking at uh, the competitive data 
thank you so much, Corey, for sharing all this information. Um, I think that it's interesting to see the perspective of uh, someone who is uh, with a strategic mindset compared with someone who is responsible with the execution and has to um, publish and the things that uh, he he or she has to do on uh, on social media because I think at some point you see uh, you do a sort of uh, zoom out and see the big picture while someone who is executive has to do the zoom in and understand the mechanics and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see that how these uh, two job roles basically uh, Uh, complement uh, each other. So, um, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for your time and sharing this uh, all this information with us. Oh, pleasure! Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, uh, where people can find you? They can find me. Surprise, surprise! Anywhere on social media. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you search Corey Jones on LinkedIn, I'll pop up there, um, or on Instagram, it's at Corey F. Jones, and then you'll find me. Okay, all these links will be added in in the description. So wherever you listen this podcast episode, you'll find the links in, uh, in the description. So uh, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks.